Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will smart food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three stakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito It's very important to me that the youths understand that we are, in fact, fun. Exactly. Welcome to Checking Out the Competition, St. Louis Blues. We are joined by Laura Storian from St. Louis Game Time. Laura, how are you doing? Doing good. How are you doing? Pretty, pretty good. Um, so like, like we've been doing here at the start of the season with these little pregame pods, why don't you go ahead and tell me uh, what, if anything, the Blues did over the summer? Who's in, who's out, who's new, who's not, all that kind of stuff. Well, let's see. What did we do? Um, we uh, we failed to sign David Perron to a contract extension, so that was cool. Um, Oops. So yeah, that was that was great. Definitely made us really happy. So he's with Detroit now. Um, and ditto with Billy Huso. Huso played himself, I guess, out of the Blues cap situation and also under the Red Wings. Um, those were the two biggest ones. We uh, re-signed Nick Letty, which is probably the biggest move that we made that the blues made this summer. Um trying to think what other major I uh, did sign Thomas Grice as the backup um for Jordan Bennington, which fans are oh, not thrilled about, but whatever. Um Yeah. Yeah. And um see just signed Tyler Pitlick. So Oh did you? We did our old friend Tyler Pitlick. Yeah, because half of our offense is already broken, so we needed some fresh. We needed some fresh legs. So, Blues had kind of a pretty quiet, quiet off season. I think they were they were so far up against the cap that they really, other yeah. than other than Letty, there really wasn't a lot of a lot of room to finagle much. So you guys uh, went and got your own version of Tony D'Angelo and Uh, (laughs) our old friend Tyler Pitlick. I have to say, just like jumping ahead a little bit, Tyler Pitlick was really one of my favorite random Flyers fourth liners that we've had in the last few years. He was actually quite effective, I found. Well, that's good. Because, I mean, like, the Blues Blues fourth line has always been, I mean, they're just, they're fun. Regardless of who's on it, they've always just been, uh, they've always just had a really good, um, good presence out there so hopefully he'll be able to fit in with them i mean he'll be playing with nathan walker and that's always fun to watch so so getting into what's been up with the blues so far this season it looks like they won their first three games mm-hmm. uh, went over the blue jackets an overtime win over the kraken a win over the oilers and then have lost their last three games as we record this um, on October 28th, so that'll change a bit before the Flyers game. But uh, that sounds like a really fun roller coaster for you guys. Yeah, um, yeah. 
what's uh, what's been going on? Like, what are the stories so well, far this season? It has been a little hard to get a good read. Exactly. I mean, I know it's small sample size, but it's been a little hard to get a good read on things so far. Just partially, like I mentioned, you know, our offense is broken already. Uh, Pavel Buchnevich is already out, and um, then Brandon Saad got hurt against either Edmonton or Winnipeg, so he's out. So. Right now, we've been the Blues have kind of been having to do some line combination juggling, and I'm sure that that's thrown things off because the offense has not been able to get anything going the past couple games. Um, it also isn't helping either that Jordan Cairo just hasn't done anything. Really? Yeah, it's it's the weirdest way to celebrate a giant contract by just not playing well like he's he's barely even been a factor out there at all so that that definitely definitely hasn't helped but until the predators game i felt confident in saying that our defense was better Mm. but that game against the preds wasn't really that great to watch and honestly goaltending so far bennington bennington's looked good like he's continued to play at the level that he was at in the playoffs before he got knocked out but the past like couple seasons he's he's our new jake allen and um hits hits a slot so i don't really even feel comfortable saying that you know bennington's back into good form because who knows so it's just been very all over the place i'm the grice's first game against winnipeg he played well like he played better than what the score was uh but his game last night against uh nashville was terrible so really hoping Bennington doesn't have like some weird slump or whatever's going through his head at any given moment. Like, cause if he, if he does and the blues have to rely on Christ, ugh, it's not going to end well. It does kind of seem like since that Stanley cup year, like the blues are kind of like, as Jordan Bennington goes, so go the blues, which I mean, I guess, can be said for a lot of teams. Goalies are pretty yeah. important. Um, but ju- I mean, just looking at the numbers, it looks like he's a nine thirty six. Like that's pretty good. Yeah, like so far, hopefully he can keep it up. Um, there was an article in the Athletic published um, a while ago with Jeremy Rutherford, you know, kind of talking to Bennington and Bennington City. Sat down and talked with Michael Uton. It sounds like he got his head as straightened out as Jordan Bennington's head could get straightened out. So oh, that's good because he yeah. seems like a dick. <laughs> yeah, no, he is. Um, I, I, I really agree with you like a hundred percent. Like he is not personality-wise, not probably somebody I would personally get along with. But you know, um, he he needs to cool it with some of the hot-headed stupidity, like water bottle throwing and random stick swinging and things that people yeah. are like, He's getting the team pumped up, and I'm like, he looks like a dumbass. Like there's. <laughs> yes. people aren't fired up because he chunked a water bottle like he looks like a petulant toddler so i mean like i was joking around on twitter the other night and kind of mentioned you know between bennington and grice we have like the least likable goalie tandem in the entire league oh you know <sighs> i hate to say it but i'm hard pressed to think of a goalie tandem that could be worse uh, and it sucks because i love goalies and i've always kind of you know been a been a fan of most of the blues mm-hmm. goalkeepers, and then they've had some good ones over yeah. the years. 
I mean, very likable and, you know, just generally good guys. And I'm not calling our two current ones not. I'm just like, they're just not a particularly, I don't really find people gravitating towards their personality types. Let me just put it yeah. that way. Yeah, yeah, so, um, So looking at the score sheet so far, it looks like Justin Falk, Braden Shen, Vladimir Tarasenko, the top scorers on the team right now, which, you know, if I had guessed with my eyes closed, might have guessed <laughs> those three guys um who else has been playing well for the blue so far this season um well bush davich was for like the game that he was in um so far it's really been, I mean, definitely been those guys overall the defense has looked better not counting last night's game against um against the predators um robert thomas has been doing pretty well okay. um, i mean he's it may take him a little while to get going. It took him a little bit last season, but he's been playing very well. Ryan O'Reilly's been playing well. Um, I mean, I really can't think of anybody other than Kyra right now in the forwards, at least. It really isn't like playing up to up to what I guess I would consider to be my expectations. Um, Barbashev, I think, is somebody I'm going to keep my eye on a little bit, too, just to see how he's being used and what line he's on. Um, because his, his production last year, I mean, it was just so good. So I'm just really mm-hmm. interested to see if he can uh, if he can do that again this year. So I'm glad you brought up Ryan O'Reilly, because I was going to specifically ask you about him, just because, mm-hmm. um, like, obviously, this is only six games we're looking at these kinds of box stats don't tell the whole story. Um, But one goal so far, um, minus eight, which again, like plus minus, you know, not, not the greatest, you know, gauge of how someone's playing, but you know, when you're like the lowest on the team, as far as plus minus goes, you know, it might say a little something. It just like looking at the page, it doesn't look like he's playing well, but you're saying he is. He, He is. He's just, I feel like it's by virtue of who he's been paired with recently and that has been ah. Kyra. And um the so far this season Kyra's just like I mean last year he was a defensive liability too. So I guess I'm starting to think that maybe O'Reilly was kind of paired with him a little bit to maybe kind of encourage a bit more responsibility and that hasn't sunk in yet so far. Um so kind of hoping that that does kick in, but I really do think that's Part of the issue with O'Reilly's numbers so far this year is just by virtue of who he's been stuck with. And mm-hmm. honestly, that that did play a little bit of a role um, last night as well, I think. That and Thomas Grice was just, like, terrible. Like, So it's just such a small sample size to really... Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. really hard. It is. But this I'm is really... From watching him, he's been doing fine. Like to me, I mean, I just after about ten games is usually when I kind of start looking to to evaluate a little bit. But the Blues have had a couple clunkers these last two games, mm-hmm. or well, three games, I guess. So, like I said, it's just such a such a small sample size with three really good games and then whatever the last three were, you know, to really get a good to get a good flow on a lot of stuff. The way Cairo is playing, does it, like, are you, like, as a fan watching this going, oh, no, what have we done signing this guy to a long-term contract? Or does it kind of look like 
like the like like it's still there but he's just like working through some stuff or does he look just like abjectly terrible um that's the thing i don't answer is diplomatically he i mean like the last half of the season last year he was just like not terrible but it was just kind of like well okay you're you're here you are on the ice and you were doing nothing um and that's kind of where it is right now it's like he's completely a non-factor um I'm not super concerned just yet, just because it's so early, but um, uh, if he doesn't start picking it up soon and start playing with a bit more responsibility and maybe communicating through his play that he understands like the, uh, the vote of confidence that contract was, then, then I'm going to get concerned. Um, Yeah. to, To me, it's never really a, the best sign for for a player to sign you know a massive we believe in you deal and then to kind of you know start the season off rewarding the yeah with that but you know today's episode is brought to you by cars.com with over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. I mean, yeah, it's it's early. Yeah. Um, outside of Cairo and and Thomas Grice, who have been obviously disappointing so far, um, what would you say has been like the weakest part of the Blues game so far this season? So far, um, I mean, it's interesting because honestly, like I'm so used to saying defense because last year the defense wasn't really that sharp, but so far they've actually, for the most part, been pretty pretty improved um I would say scoring consistency has definitely been probably the weakest link and you know just having Buchnevich and Saad both be injured right now you know is not really not really helping with that level of consistency so I'm assuming once they whenever they come back once they come back and once um the lines kind of get back to normal and have a little bit more time to click. I think I'm not really worried about the offense. I'm just not particularly happy with how it's going. Um, the one thing that, and, and this is a problem that is, I, mean, I, I don't even remember how long is the stretch back before they won the Stanley cup. Um, for some reason, consistently the blues just cannot play with tough effort for a full 60 minutes. There's always one period where we're like, oh, well, time for the period off. Um, usually it's a second. There have been a like, couple games so far. Like the second against the last game against Edmonton, they were actually really good. But for whatever reason, it's like they take their foot at their gas halfway through the game and just kind of coast and have a terrible period. And then all of a sudden, they're like, oh, crap, we're still playing hockey. And then, you know, the third period comes and they're back to playing with purpose. So honestly, overall, just consistency just within a game would be would be nice but this is something that they've had issues with for forever and i i don't know where the messaging is getting lost because you listen to the post game interviews or you read interviews with the guys in in the post dispatch and they know that they're doing mm-hmm. it. 
Like they're very well aware that they're like, you know, taking a break after through the game, but they keep doing it. Hmm. So I don't know like why exactly they can recognize this. Like everybody recognizes this problem and it continues. So, you know, I'm sure that when, when the flyers play them, they'll probably score like three goals in the second period. So <laughs> I mean, like, let, be let's, let's slow down a little bit here. Because <laughs> you guys, the flyers are playing really well so far. Well, the flyers mm-hmm. are winning games. Yes. And the flyers are getting like hall of fame level goaltending at the moment. Those two things are true. If the flyers are playing well, that's, (laughs) that's a little, a little bit of a question. Um, I I think that once the goaltending comes back down to earth, they're not going to look like they're playing so well. So, but I mean, we'll see. It's. Do you think that Carter Hart's going to drop off? Well, I think he's got like a 949 right now. Yeah, I think he's like definitely going to drop off from that. I mean, I don't know if he's going to, you know, turn into a bad goaltender, but even if he just comes down to like very good goaltending, um, I think that that's like a lot of the Flyers' weaknesses will be exposed once he's, you know, no longer an absolute brick wall and just kind of like half of a brick wall. Like a normal person again? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, I don't understand how he's doing what he's doing right now. And the funniest part about it, sorry, this is like completely off topic. Um, like last night, for example, against the Panthers, the two goals that he let in were like absolute clunkers. But then, like for the entirety, like the game as a whole, like he was unstoppable. Like it's a very weird, like weird way that he's playing right now. It's like he's letting in these like clunky, weak goals like you know through his arm or like high glove or whatever like just like stuff where you're like okay he should have had that yeah but then we'll go on to you know stop 40 shots or so it's just it's a very weird <laughs> it's a very weird time it makes um, it so hard to get a good read too when you're like wait you yeah that in but like which one's which is the real the real carter hart you know right Honestly, I I think we're still trying to figure out what Carter Hart is the real Carter Hart because we've seen very very good and we've seen very very bad and we've seen yeah. just about everything in between. So it'll be interesting to see where he settles out this year. But yeah, well, I hope he picks up the consistency and does good for you guys. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. I wouldn't hate it. I'm certainly enjoying all of these wins that I s- certainly did not expect heading into this season. So while Thank we're you. getting them, I'm gonna enjoy it. Yeah. So this is kind of a random question, but I think it it relates a little bit to what you were just saying about the Blues and their ability to play an entire hockey game. Um, Craig Ruby has been the coach since like 2018, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, um, 2018? I have the entire internet in front of me. Perhaps I could look. Uh, yeah, 2018. Nailed it. That never happens. Did I get something right? <laughs> Um, that's, you know, as, as far as NHL head coaches go, that's a pretty long tenure without there being any, like, Craig Berube on the hot seat. Like, you never really hear anything, um, about his job being in jeopardy. And I guess that's because for the most part, the Blues have been a pretty successful team since he's been brought on. Um, do you see the Craig Berube tenure ending anytime soon? Or is this kind of like a, like a a Rod Brindamore vibe where it's like 
he's the coach. I'm, he's I'm not really, going anywhere. Really getting the Brendan Moore vibe with him. Okay. Um, the the players just really really like him. Um, honestly, I think the players really really like everyone on the coaching staff, and we had some turnover. Um, this summer with some, with with some of the assistant coaches, but like I. I have never gotten the feeling from anything that I've read that there that there's ever been any sort of friction, you know, between mm-hmm. players and the coaches. Um, and I think it's because the the coaches' playing style tend kind of matches up with what the Blues' playing style is. So there's like the expectation of like, oh, this guy actually knows what he's talking about with him. And sometimes I get the feeling with. Some players, if the coaches, you know, aren't, you know, speaking their language or aren't exactly on the same philosophy as the players, like, well, this coach doesn't know what he's talking about, so I'm not going to listen to him. And yeah. in this case, you know, I really think that the play- the players do have buy-in, like, a lot of buy more buy-in than I can re- definitely remember seeing with Mike Yo, um, mm. ever. Um, and I- definitely more than with Ken Hitchcock, because Hitchcock, I think, just kind of burned him out after a while. Yeah, you know. So I mean, I I do think that Burby's pretty. I can't see him going. It would have to take a really big clunker of a season or just a really awful stretch of underperformance. Um, I think for Doug Armstrong to step in and do something. And honestly, I don't. They've been such a consistently good regular season team that I just mm-hmm. I can't really see that happening. Yeah, okay. it's kind of what I figured, but I was curious. Just yeah, because really- like. It's so rare at, you know, at this stage of the mm-hmm. NHL game for coaches to just, like, have a job and keep it yeah. in, like, and, a and normal fashion. Ryan did not get fired and then just have one of, like, the four coaches that the league cycles through replace them. Right. Exactly. Like, you know, like the Flyers do. Um, <laughs> if you had to give us a player that we might not be looking for, but who you think could be a player in this game who would you say we should look at oh that's a good question um hmm i don't really honestly i feel like the blues like the the players to look at are all the ones that everybody knows um i will say as far as just somebody really fun to watch i was getting a kick out of him last night honestly really is nathan walker like he has got more scrappiness in his tiny little body um i mean he's not a big dude and he's out there taking on huge players and just really stepping it up and playing his heart out and i he's just so much fun to watch so i mean just from like a watching perspective definitely keep your eye on him because he's he's fun but um i mean i don't know how much the eastern conference teams are really aware of barbashev like mm-hmm. you don't necessarily like see us a whole bunch so if Barbashev's picking it up, I would definitely, as far from like like a being kind of dangerous perspective, keep your eye on him. Um, but then again, also too, Bruby's been shuffling up the lines and trying to find something that works. So I'm not exactly sure who he's going to be out there with or or what the deal is. But he's definitely somebody to keep your eye on. Um, and Jake Neighbors too um, has been playing, you know, pretty well. This is hopefully he's going to hang around. Um, he he's also somebody I think, depending again depending on who he's playing with, uh, to keep your eye on. So, like I said a, a little bit earlier in 
this little podcast. We are recording this early because I'm going on vacation, um, which makes predicting a final score even more ridiculous than it is under normal circumstances. But I'm going to make you tell me oh. what you think the final score of this game is going to be. Oh boy. Um, God, just based on the, a lot of it depends on who's starting a goal. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. Um, if, if, if Grice is a starter, I'm going easy, probably for two Philadelphia, but if it's, Bennington, I can see it being like three two either way, or just a pretty close game. But I'm I'm terrible at predicting crap. So oh, me too. It's the it's kind of the oh, best boy. part about this is how often I'm like just hilariously wrong. Oh, I don't think I've ever been right, honestly. With Every any- now and again, I get lucky. It's like a hole in one on the golf course, <laughs> just like complete luck. Um, and then people tell me I'm a witch on Twitter, and that's fun. Oh, like that's that a lot. That's delightful. Yeah, like in a joking way. So okay, that's good. I'm just gonna say yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to tell. That's I wish good. I were a witch that could just make the Flyers win games. That would make my life a lot it easier. So nice. It would be really nice. Um, I'm gonna say, based on literally nothing in the way of information, I'm gonna call this one a three to two Flyers win, like a close win. That's what I'm gonna go with. Yeah. Honestly, I think you're probably more more on it than I am. It's an extremely safe bet on my part, I think. <laughs> I think it's a safe bet on both of our parts. Yeah. <laughs> Laura, thank you so much for doing this. If you would like to, uh, you can tell the people where they can find you on the internet. Yeah, um, I am on uh, Twitter at, at @hildymac and um, over at stlouisgametime.com. Yeah, head on over to St. Louis Game Time. Check them out. They do good work, like all of our friends at SB Nation. Laura, I hope that you enjoy this game, and I hope that, if nothing else, the boys give us a show. I hope so, too. Go Flyers. <laughs> Have a good one. What is up, Astros fans? This is Jeff Balke and my partner, former Astro Jeff Blum, from the Believe in Astros podcast to tell you baseball is back, and we've got your world champion Houston Astros covered. Every week we go inside the clubhouse, break down the games, discuss the players, and give you everything you need to know about the Houston Astros baseball organization with special guests and a few surprises all summer and into the postseason. So tune in to the Believe in Astros podcast. That's B-L-E-A-V on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, and everywhere you get your podcasts, go Astros.